0: Welcome, thousands. This is SN Hell. And this Saturday night in SN Hell, it's me, Keith, and my good buddy Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. At the end of every show, we go through into our star of the night. So mm-hmm. this is our sort of star of the season. And as we do each one, I'd love to chat about each performer and how their year went. I'll do my best. For those who are into the lore and believe the lore is gospel, you're going to be a little disappointed with Matt and I, I think. And I should mention, too, that Basically, there were 22 episodes. It is possible to get three votes every episode. So perfect game would be 66 points, I guess, or 66 MVPs, which I don't think anyone will ever get. I shouldn't say that uh, before Eddie Murphy's year, <laughs> but um, it's it's virtually impossible to run the table. Let's start with uh, sort of, it's almost like an honorable mention of sorts. It's It's the other category, people who are not cast members. People who win Star of the Night but aren't not ready for primetime players. And, you know, usually hosts, but Don Pardo has one. Scred had one, which is actually really not. Who did that? D. So it's usually hosts. And this year it is all hosts, I believe. So Lily Tomlin actually got two. I believe that. Steve Martin has one. Paul Simon has one. And Eric Idle has one.
1: So to speak briefly of Lily Tomlin, uh, I... I did not discover Lily Tomlin until later in life. So going back to uh, to see her 70s success was, uh, you know, it was an un- unfound treasure for me and I loved it. Who the fuck picked Paul Simon? Was that No, you? it was Chili. Damn it, chilly. Well, no, and
0: he wasn't wrong based on like his reaction to that Paul Simon Thanksgiving episode. That was a really good performance by Simon. I know you're not a fan, but uh like the stuff with the turkey costume and all that stuff, he did a really good episode.
1: I was just gonna say, yeah, he did I and let me walk it back. He did more than the music. Yeah. And you know what? I thought Paul Simon had pretty good comedic timing yeah. when he was talking to Lauren at the top of that episode. And yeah, he did uh, the turkey costume and hated it. Yeah. There was something to be said for uh for paul simon there even though i think he is a boring musician all right so bottom
0: of the pack this year and this one kind of makes sense uh with only one mvp chevy chase who was really only with us for four episodes so uh chevy had uh, i mean he's gone to greener pastures i gotta say one of the best things about this season was how they handled chevy's uh departure they really weaned us off chevy and still he snuck in every now and then uh right up till the last episode of the season so uh Chevy gets one.
1: They did do it well. I popped for his cameos. Yeah. I distinctly remember when I would see him just when he was in the audience for a Chiron or uh, or something like used to be on the show, I think it said. <laughs> I uh, I I always got a kick out of him. And I I honestly, you know, Chevy's got a bad rep. I, I think it shows a bit of a sense of humor on his part too.
0: Our second lowest, or I guess our, in seventh place, removing the others, in seventh place is... Bill Murray, who joined us late, got off to a bit of a rocky start, but really came into his own by the end.
1: Yeah, just didn't really have a lot of material, so an understandable low ranking, I think, because, you know, he didn't have the time. I mean, he he has admitted so himself, has he not?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, some folks say that he really didn't come into his own till the shower mic sketch, which is the last episode of the season.
1: I, I would agree. I remember that sketch and it was star making, yeah. in my
0: opinion. I think he hit it earlier, but I can totally see, you know, if you think of the time too, people were missing Chevy more than we are, like we know this show as a revolving door. Um, at the time, they certainly didn't uh, because and anyone that says they did is is quite amazing because even Lauren didn't know that. you know, they didn't know how that was going to re- evolve into a place where people hung their hats for a few years and then
1: took off, right? That's true. You're absolutely right.
0: So when Chevy left, it was just like, you know, uh, Steve Carell leaving the office at the time. That's true. You're absolutely right. In sixth place with two MVPs, Garrett Morris.
1: Again, not surprising. I think that uh, he comes out and he, he's always great in his, uh, his business. What a wonderful voice. I had no idea he was such a singer. Very underutilized, uh, but, you know, based on... What we know in hindsight and conversations and his own admissions, just not, uh, maybe not all in the moment sometimes, Mm -hmm. maybe not. You know what, as you mentioned as well, a lot older than uh, the other cast members, correct?
0: Oh, very, yeah. Yeah, he was
1: 38. Yeah. So, And I mean, I get that. I'm out here. When I do my shitty act out on the town, most of the comedians are in their 20s. And I don't talk to them. No. So I get it a little bit. Uh, and you know what? I don't get used as much as some of the other comedians in their 20s that, in my humble opinion, aren't as funny as I am, but whatever. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's who you know. And I think Garrett is a victim of both his personal issues and a who-you-know-ism. So literally, from literally from personal experience, I can say that if you are 40 and the booker is 25, you will not get booked as much as the people who will. And I think Garrett is, you know, I read there was that excellent interview. You linked me once an interview with Garrett Morris that I loved. I don't know if it was it in the Hollywood Reporter maybe, but uh, holy shit, it was good. And it was just revealing. And he, you know, he pulled no punches with regards to his own failings and the fact that he wasn't out there to be to be kissing young ass. You know Garrett was yeah.
0: a 38 year old black man from the South. He wasn't a writer. he was a writer, but they fired him for writing. And his material was being written by nobody who fit any of his demographics beyond being human being. <laughs> and it wasn't a time where people would even consider trying to make an effort yes. um, or asking Garrett for input. These were allegedly liberal hippie, do-gooders who ostracized the man and he had his own personal demons and they manifest they got stronger as he was on a show where they were treating him like shit and weren't using him enough he's also admitted to just making no effort to be social with anyone but again like for us to blame it purely on age um which we have alluded otherwise but phil hartman was you know, significantly older than the rest of the cast. He didn't have those problems.
1: And I'm willing, you know, that's, that's a, I think that's a fair assessment. And I think, I think I relate a little too much to Garrett's age issue. I feel like I I live that a little bit because I don't give a shit what some 25 year old booker thinks of my act. I think that I I tap into that with Garrett a little too personally, so I can't see the forest for the trees. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, there was north and south. There was black and white. There was 38 and 25 or whatever. Um, You know, there's a lot at play. And Garrett himself admits to his own shortcomings. But I would counter that, and I'm not going to name names, but I would counter that with almost everyone on that show had some demons there was drugs flowing freely there the strength of said uh, said said substances was different you can certainly do different things on marijuana than you can on you know crack cocaine or whatever
1: i I, I do this show on marijuana you imagine me trying to do this show on crack cocaine (laughs) holy (laughs) shit bro
0: (laughs) Uh we will be setting up a Patreon <laughs> account where you can hear Matt. <laughs> so I mean I've looked at Garrett and I've always seen an immense amount of talent that isn't used mm. properly. Were I in his shoes, I can't even imagine. Jane talks about it. Everyone treated him like shit. Um, and he just did it because he wanted to make the money and then go on to do something else. And uh, Garrett isn't the first to do that. And he's not the last to do that on this show
1: or in various forms of entertainment
0: In almost every
1: form of entertainment. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you right now, if you want to pay me some money, I'll go eat some shit.
0: I've really enjoyed 99% of what Garrett has done, which is a shame because he's given a lot of shit um, on the side. You know, other stuff that's just not, you know, there's waiters, there's butlers, there's, you know, any random black guy. Case in point is Roots 2. Yeah. Roots, there is no reason why all those root sketches were shit other than the wrong voices were writing them. You know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? Absolutely. And uh, I, I always like to take, whenever we talk about Garrett specifically, I do like to mention that my first exposure and how I knew Garrett for years was as Chocolate Chip Charlie. And the Michael Moriarty feature film, of The Stuff.
0: And he's getting a start on the Hollywood Walk of Fame next year. I saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, finishing in fifth this year, um, get ready to duck some some attacks here, is uh, John Belushi. John Belushi only got three this year.
1: I mean, that's all he deserves. He doesn't have any range. He does this. He's, he's one of these people, like, God bless Gilda, but, uh, you know, he, she and John are really, and I'm not saying it's their fault, you know, they're not running the show they're performers and they're helping right but these are two that just beat their shit to death and gilda just at least does it with a little more grace but yeah i can't there's so much and belushi just seems to play this same type of character so often you know what I, i don't need to babble i've already said it i feel like he lacks range and this is a deserved spot
0: when he is on and doing something different it has worked usually or, uh, or, or in some cases, it hasn't worked as like the uh, the Conehead Supreme Leader. Belushi's a tough one for me because even the stuff I like, I can recognize as not usually my style of humor. And I think like with Belushi too, there is a lot of aura. Um, some deserved, some not. I, I thoroughly, I love them in Animal House. I really do. If Animal House and Blues Brothers were the only things I ever saw, Belushi along with his uh, highlight reels um i'd love the guy but again seeing him week to week can be a bit much for me
1: yep absolutely agree and i mean i've said it i have no problem saying it now because i've said it on several episodes i fucking can't stand the blues brothers
0: yeah in fourth place uh with nine choices uh sorry with five star of the nights is gilda this one is even more controversial than uh, john belushi go ahead matt
1: I mean, I think I've already, I already summed it up in Belushi's. She, she beats her characters to death, whether it, you know, with Letella and Barbara, whether it's, you know, her or the writers, or I don't give a shit who it is. She's out there and she's doing the same shtick too much. And yes, Gilda is capable of so much more. And, she, you know, every once in a while we see a glimpse of that and it's wonderful. And she's obviously so savvy and just so good at what she does that, it's painful to watch her beat dead jokes because she's so much better than that
0: with Belushi. A lot of the time for me, it's like, I don't get it with Gilda seeing her bring out Baba Wawa again, or Emily Latella again. Um, although we have softened on Emily, um, there, there's a little bit of, there's more disappointment there because you know, there's great stuff from Gilda.
1: You know, not knowing the, the politics or the dynamics. I, I would never, I wouldn't fault her, but also, you know, I don't have to enjoy it.
0: No, it's easy. It's easy. It's it's you know, it's like the cheerleaders, uh, the Will F- uh, Will Ferrell, Sherry Oteri cheerleaders. It's easier to just take something that's already there and and put it in a in a new setting. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Um, but but with Baba Wawa, they don't even do that. <laughs>
1: You know? We softened on Emily Latella because they started doing different things with the character.
0: I find you can get away with repetition for political impressions a bit more than you can with characters. Um, and unfortunately, Baba Wawa kills it. Emily Latella really hurt her for us because we were just sick of it and, and not anymore. But we've got some of Gilda's better stuff coming up.
1: My, I've mentioned this, I'm sure, on an episode as well, but my mom used to be nuts about this character that i've always heard about called Roseanne rosanna dana and well i haven't seen it. it's more two years in and i'm still waiting for this so i know mm-hmm. that uh and you know her her bits with uh with bill murray i know are gonna be a big hit so yeah i i uh, i know there's there's more and better things to come
0: yeah and gilda again uh like she has probably the best best of cassette uh, well, I say a but best of special now, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's again, it's like, yeah, I can watch one Emily Latella a year,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You, know?
0: you know, one, even one Baba Wawa. Um, and and some of that is just that we're watching it week to week. And, and I know I'm on uh, a few sites and stuff and Gilda's name is always listed when people say, who's your favorite? The truth is, I wonder how many are going week to week or how many are living through memory, you know? And how has her young passing affected that? Same with Belushi, you know. I, I, um, the show is a
1: public service.
0: So going from disappointment is uh, our next one, number three. Um, what's the op- disappoint Appointment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. I'm really blown away by this person. I uh, I think it's a friggin' shame that this name isn't on everybody's lips when you say who is one of your favorites. And it's Lorraine Newman.
1: Such a versatility Uh, and you know especially coming from Belushi who I really felt had so little Uh, Lorraine is one of those people I feel like she can go out there and do anything she can really disappear into things goofy things serious things she's got voices she has such range in her face that all she has she puts on a wig and I am I can completely forget that uh, she is who she is She can really lose herself in a character, I think more than any other cast member.
0: Yeah. And I've been accused of being too big on Lorraine. And I I don't even see how you can be (laughs) because she's, she's quite, she's quite talented, quite diverse. Uh, And, and again, I think I mentioned this last year, but so often they say, Oh, Lorraine was the sexy one. That is so undermining to the work she actually did on this show. Amazing with voices and yeah, chameleon for looks. I remember the Shelley Duvall episode. Half the time I thought Shelley's character was Lorraine until I realized, until a close-up <laughs> came. What I really like about Lorraine is her almost unwillingness. And I think there was an unwillingness to just keep dragging out characters other than Connie Conehead and a few like Rosalind Carter. Um, Lorraine isn't beating any dead horses, isn't beating any living horses. You know, <laughs> she's She's got her things and she does it really well. And again, it's the... You know, and I think she said it. There's the anonymity problem. If you're anonymous and not obviously Lorraine, as as you know, you can see with Gilda or Belushi, you can get lost in the shuffle.
1: Absolutely. And I, I definitely get it. And, you know, maybe it cost her some fame. Maybe it cost her a few bucks. And maybe, you know, I'm not saying that her artistic credibility on uh, the podcast of a couple of dudes means anything. But, you know, I'm sure that... There are, you know, there are definitely people that respect the work and I'll respect the work and Belushi doing a samurai bit again and again and again, doing Cocker again and again and again. There's, you know, I'm not, I don't respect that work.
0: The sad part is, is she doesn't have any, there's no best of, she's never been asked back to host. She did come back for the 40th anniversary, which was great to see. But uh, she's been lost in that, uh, lost to the ether in a sort of way like, uh, well, almost like Garrett too, you know. And Jane, let's not be, you know, these are these are people that, I, I said it before, I don't think it should be Gilda, Lorraine and Jane. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: So I brought her name up. Number two is, uh, I hope you're okay with this, Matt, and that she didn't win number one. But uh, <laughs> our, uh, our number two tonight is Jane Curtin. And Jane has. uh, Jane has gotten 17 best dubs. Tell me about Jane.
1: Jane Curtin, number one in my heart, has owned Weekend Update this season. She, you know, Chevy can't handle the bad jokes. Uh, He can't handle, he can't roll with the punches like Jane can. She can roll with any punches. She turns, you know, her professionalism, her charisma, she turns those dead weekend update jokes into chuckles. And that might not seem like a big deal, but those are only chuckles because of her. And those chuckles make a huge difference with your um, on your emotional impact of the show. And she has gone from season one being like the straight woman to... Getting to be in that that weird sketch with the navy wedding, and she's how cross she is with Emily Latella. I just love, and Jane as the conehead is remarkable. She gets to just do something so different for her, and she does it so well. She doesn't fail. She's out there, and this this is why Jane. If you know, if these were my rankings, Jane would be my number one they were not cumulative because jane goes out there and every time every time she succeeds she doesn't you know when she flubs a line she doesn't let it sink the sketch yeah she doesn't have the the wacky characters she's not going all over the place with the voices but there is something to be said for subtlety Mm -hmm. and jane's work in subtlety over the course of season two especially has been a master class i think she has been my favorite cast member of the season definitely because she doesn't
0: stats will back that up you did like jane um more than anyone else
1: she's just it because everything she's in she masters And I cannot say that about any other cast member, including our number one.
0: Because she's so good at the straight man and we forget, or the straight woman, she just really knocks your socks off when she goes and gets wacky, you know. Because she's never wacky. And then suddenly she's absolutely off the charts.
1: Absolutely. It lands. And, you know, if everything is urgent, nothing is urgent. If everything is crazy, nothing is crazy. There is an art of subtlety and she owns it.
0: Number one, second year in a row. No surprise to anyone who's been following along. Should be no surprise to anyone who's actually watched the show uh, over the period. But Dan Aykroyd, 23 out of a possible 66. That's an impressive showing for anyone. But uh, Aykroyd was the big star, I think, across the board. Um, Matt, you had Jane first, but Aykroyd was a close second.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You can't argue with talent and he goes out there and he's just He's so over the top when he has to be, and but he, you know, he can blend in when he has to. But it's, I mean, not that I'm struggling to think of a of a moment where Dan had to blend in. But yeah, I mean, his characters, his pitchmen, his commercials, uh, the AM/FM radio DJ, like there's, he's got so much going for him. He's so talented. He's stupid talented in, in this era. He's absolutely at some sort of weird comedy prime and yeah i do think jane is overall the better cast member because and i I only say that because not everything dan does is a hit but i also think that dan suffers slightly from overexposure sometimes Mm. and uh, i think some of those nixon things are way too long yeah and like i know he does a good nixon and that's that's fine go out and do your funny nixon but You know, that I don't know, it just drags things down for me. And and that's why I would personally select Jane over Dan, because uh, she just doesn't have those moments. Or, you know, if we were scientifically measuring loudest laugh, I'm sure Dan is going to get my victory. Happy with
0: that ranking, all the rankings? Dan, Jane, Lorraine, Gilda, John, Garrett murray
1: and then chase yeah i mean it makes sense based on our three chairs this season i -hmm. I am not surprised
0: yep i think so as well so thank you very much and we're having lots of fun listing things here in sn hell